0: This is the Mark Stuchewski Podcast. Eva Palakova is an expert business coach, best-selling author, and host of It's Her Business Podcast. She helps business owners reverse engineer their goals and map out the exact action steps needed to reach multi-six-figure monthly income. Eva, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so, so much for having me.
0: All the way from Costa Rica.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, I'm in Houston, Texas. So you're a little bit uh, further south than I am.
1: Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I actually used to go to school in Austin. So very wow.
0: (laughs) Really, very nice, very nice. And before we started recording. um, She had her child in the background, and I guess an assistant was helping her, and she spoke Spanish, and I was jealous because, as my (laughs) listeners know, I am trying to learn Spanish through Duolingo, but you made it sound so flawless. How many languages do you speak?
1: Oh, man. Thank you so much. I speak three languages. (sighs) I was born in the Czech Republic, a dual Czech Republic, and U.S. citizen, and now I live in Costa Rica ever since February 2020.
0: Wow. So what's the third language you speak besides Spanish uh, and English? Czech,
1: Yeah, Czech, English, and Spanish, and, wow. uh, and partially a couple others.
0: So how close is Czech to Russian? Are, are they similar?
1: Um, You know, pretty far away, but we were part of the Soviet bloc. So, you know, culturally, there are some similarities, but yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, I, I tried learning other languages on Duolingo. Um, I spent three minutes trying to learn Hebrew. I spent four minutes trying to learn Mandarin. I really like to learn all these languages, but I realize languages are so difficult for me to learn that I have to stay closest. There's someone to the chart that if you speak English, like, stick with Spanish, French, German. It's real easy for us to learn those languages because it's got the same alphabet. When you start going into Chinese or Taiwanese or Mandarin, it's, or Hebrew Arabic. It's really difficult. I found that out the hard way. And so I'm like, okay, I, I I barely speak English as some people would say. So I'm learning (laughs) Spanish, but I think maybe someday I would love to learn to speak in Mandarin. I think it'd be really cool to learn that. But for right now, it's well beyond my ability, but I'll someday I'll get there. Someday I'll be fluent in Mandarin. So we're going to talk about mindset today. I love what I read in the intro about you is you reverse engineer their goals. I think a lot of people have the mm-hmm. cart before their horse. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have a big goal before mm-hmm. you start. So many people are worried about the next step and the next step is great. But if you don't know what your end goal is, Mm-hmm. it's really difficult to take the next step. Is that correct?
1: Mm, yeah, that's that's really interesting. I'm all about big goals and reverse engineering them down. But also, you know, I think a lot of people forget about long-term mindset. Mm. And they're just, you know, like you said, you know, what's going to happen in the next two weeks and how do I get the next client and how do I get this and that? And like forget that it takes a little bit of time to build a business. You know, when I tell what I tell people, it's like when you start doing something, give it at least 18 months before you throw it away, before you say, oh, this doesn't work. Let's do the next thing.
0: When I was fired from my job in July of 2005 and I became an entrepreneur, I had these illusions that, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. Man, within three, four months, I'm going to have the private jet. I'm going to have a mansion. I'm going to have all these cars. And well, first of all, that did not happen. Mm -hmm. Second of all, I made the mistake of thinking the solution was just going out and purchasing courses, going to webinars, going to conferences, Mm -hmm. investing in coaches without even determining what do I want? So if you don't know your why, I love the question why. If you don't know your why, Mm -hmm. then you shouldn't go out and hire coaches or buy courses because you don't even know what you want. You're just essentially throwing money away, which is what I did. I spent thousands of dollars on courses and coaches, and it's not their fault. Mm -hmm. I I signed up for them, and they Mm -hmm. said they took my money and gave me the course, but it wasn't what I needed. And I One piece of advice I give entrepreneurs, and I want to know what you think about this, is Mm -hmm. when you become an entrepreneur, you start on your journey. Be very careful how you spend the money. D- don't get caught up in the shiny object syndrome. Mm-hmm. Make sure you know what you want. Am I, am I on target on that?
1: Hmm. I might have a little bit of a different perspective. Is it okay oh. with you if I share my story?
0: Oh, absolutely. Please do.
1: Yeah. So I am a business coach, right? And um, my business in 2019, it was doing okay. Okay right? I was going around the country. I was doing some speaking engagements and around the US anyway, which is where I was at the time. I was doing a whole bunch of speaking engagements. It was um, working out, you know, and I was sort of, I really, really love traveling. As you can tell, I really, really love exploring and traveling and learning about different regions. So I wanted a life where I could travel, do speaking engagements, go from national park to national park, meditate a bunch and get clients. Right. And that was working out. I mean, my business wasn't hyper successful. It was like 10 K months or whatever, but it was fine at the time. And it was, you know, it's what I thought I wanted. Right. And then a little bit of a story I was traveling with my partner at the time. We were also writing books together. We were doing some coaching together. And it was sort of starting to look like a dream life. And in uh, July 2019, I got pregnant. And that was on July 1st and July 5th, four or 5th, actually, yeah, it was 5th. It was a day after uh, July 4th in the morning. I found out that I was a single mom-to-be. He disappeared completely mm. poof to the air and i you know i i was in a situation that i don't wish on anybody but i think a lot of people have actually been there this really depressive um state you know very like so much apathy like i could not even get off the couch i was Sitting in South Colorado, we were actually traveling with an RV around the country and doing all these speaking engagements. I'm sitting there in Colorado, finding out that I'm a single mom to be, right? And then I'm like, what now? Right. And I literally, you know, speaking about why, you know, in, in that state of apathy, you just don't even know what you want, right? Mm. And I was sitting there for, uh, you know, a few weeks and then I moved to Pueblo, Colorado because I was like, okay, I'm a single mom to be. I have no family living in the country. What do I do? Right. Colorado, uh, can be a little bit expensive. Right. But Pueblo is one of the, one of the places that are less so. Uh, you know, not the greatest place in Colorado, but anyway, but I moved there and then I'm like, okay, what do I do? What's my why? What's my, you know, I no idea. Right. And I'm sitting there and I just start doing stuff and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to build a passive income online business right? Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And I had a VA at the time, somebody that I still work with now, she is a full time coach in my business. But anyway, uh, we were going in circles, we're like, okay, let's build passive income, because that's what's going to work. Now we start building the courses on building your business. Uh, you know, I spent two months building, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I think so many people go there when they first start their business, I'm going to build something passive right? Mm -hmm. And it's going to bring me the income. And we spent so much money and time building these funnels and driving money to them and Facebook ads. And I'm going to make this convert. We're going to figure it out. We're going to optimize it. And then we built this amazing course. And it was not expensive. It was like $57 a month and two people bought and that was it. Mm. Right? So, and one of them, by the way, is a good friend of mine who is also my daughter's godmother. So it was not a real client, needless needless to say. And I was like, okay, you know, what do I do here? And thankfully thankfully when you're in these situations sometimes you do need a support sometimes you need to be in a community when your frequency is really low when you're in that state of depression and apathy and you're trying to fix yourself you're trying to fix your own problems sometimes it really works for me to be a part of a community where you know when I can't raise my own frequency I think it's perfectly okay to be coach by somebody or to be surrounded by a group of people who can really help you. So, you know, it was fast forward to November. I told myself, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a personal story, but I told myself, you know, after spending all this money on Facebook ads, I told myself, hey, okay, if my bank account goes below 10 K, I'm going to go get a job, right? Because I have to be a responsible parent and whatever you have. And at the time, my bank account was down to three K and, and, in the US, unlike in Europe, there is no um, no real support for, you know, parents to take, you know, any kind of government support. And that's really fine. I love the US. But, you know, no child support, nothing, no savings. I'm like, okay, you know, it's time for me to either really figure it out or go get a job. And I I, I, I was fortunate that I had access to credit cards at the time. And I did go hire a coach, actually a team of coaches. And as, you know, as I was in a group of people on these calls, I started getting more inspiration, more ideas. And it was all a lot about the mindset practices and actually forcing myself to switch out of this. Oh my God, how am I gonna figure this out? You know, at the time I was waking up in the middle of the night, literally scared. How am I going to provide for my daughter? Right. So it was, it was very, very helpful for me to be surrounded by people and just sort of like get pulled out. It's not that they were doing anything, but like pulling myself out of this victimized state of how am I going to manage this? And it was, it was a couple of the first steps that I took. And, you know, what followed was a fast forward. We, Literally, I was starting from scratch, Mark. I had, <laughs> I just pulled out my bank statements. Literally in November, I, my bank account was down to $700. That was it, right? And fast forward in January, 2021, we had our first million dollar revenue quarter. Okay. Wow. So, uh, and that is not to say it was easy, right? Because my daughter was born in February, 2020. Right. It was I was still like, oh, my God, I took about seven days of maternity leave. That was it after a C-section. It was not easy. It was (laughs) not easy by any means, but I had to do what I had to do. I was okay, you know, I launched my group program a week before she was born, which was a lifesaver, because I didn't have to do one to one coaching, which was amazing, right? We started doing virtual events, launching people into my group program. And now I'm in a situation where I work for days a week, I can afford full time nanny. We live in Costa Rica, which was one of the one of the goals I had, I wanted to when I go back to November or December uh 2019. When I was, you know, it was, it was the day I can, I can point it back to a day. I know I'm, I'm switching back and forth here a little bit on you, but a 2019, I can point it back to a day where I was like, I was actually standing in a line for what's called WIC, which is food stamps for pregnant moms. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting, I'm standing there in a government building. I was waiting there for a couple hours and then, you know, go you go through processing and they take your iron level and they tell you how to eat healthy, which, which I'm like, this is ridiculous. I know how to eat healthy, right? And it was so humiliating, right? And then they give you a a Visa card and it was like 20 bucks on it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is no. No, 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 no. I have to figure this out. I have to figure out how to do this. And if I can figure it out, I can be an example for all these other single moms or you know parents who want to build their business. So I set my goal, I set my intention. I said I want to build a life of number one financial abundance because that's something that is important to me. So so that I can afford to live wherever I want, to have all the support that I need, right? Abundance of time with my daughter, which mm. is super super important as well, and abundance of resources and adventure, and. Uh, this is something that I also want people to understand just because you're running your business does, and, and you're having kids, some people babies, right? Does not mean that you can't have the dream life. In 2020, when my daughter was about, I want to say four weeks, actually, I actually convinced my mom to come over from Europe. She came to visit us. Oh yeah, this is March, 2020. And thankfully, because of COVID, she couldn't leave. (laughs) She couldn't go (laughs) back. (laughs) So I was like, yes, right? Because at the time, I could not afford a full-time nanny quite yet. And we took our RV and we went to Yosemite, Yellowstone, Sequoia, uh, Kings Canyon, Glacier National Park, Sedona, Joshua Tree, all these places. Because I said, you know, if I'm going to build a million-dollar business... Then I need to make sure I'm feeling really good and we're doing all the adventures. So Alexi in a pouch, that's the name of my daughter in a little pouch, we were doing all this hiking and traveling and it was amazing. So you can create any kind of business, any kind of lifestyle you want, but it starts with, I guess you're right about that. It starts with like knowing what you want, knowing what kind of life you want to create, and having that intention. But sometimes being part of a coaching community or being surrounded by other entrepreneurs who are doing it as well can help you switch out of, oh my God, this is so hard. I don't know how I'm going to do this, right? Into, hmm, I might not know how yet, but I wonder, right? Mm. I wonder if it's possible. Can I really create
0: this? Hey. You, listening to the Mark Duchowski Podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Duchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Yeah, I think the key takeaway I got from your um, talk there was you had to hang around the right people. See, when I was starting my entrepreneurial journey, I didn't know who the right people were. Mm. And so I would see an ad on Facebook, see an ad on Instagram. I would go and yeah. invest in the coach. And the course, I didn't do any of my due diligence. Now that's completely on me. I'm not blaming them. Yeah. It's me. No one put a gun to my head and said, hire this coach, which mm-hmm. you did. was a little bit different. And I encourage people. I, I know some people who listen to the show are desperate. They need to get some income. But please do some homework on the course Mm. you're going to invest in, the conference you're going to go to virtual or in person, the coach you're going to invest. Please don't just send money because these people that you're investing in may be really good, but they may not be good for you. Mm. And it's really important. You said something very Mm -hmm. key. You got to hang around the people who are not only going to help you, but they're going to encourage you. You Mm -hmm. don't want people just take your money, say, here's the course, leave me alone. You want people that are going to be cheering you on. And Mm -hmm. it sounds like you did that because what I see a lot of people is they get into being an entrepreneur because they think, oh, well, Grant Cardone is an entrepreneur and Gary Vaynerchuk's an entrepreneur. Uh, Yeah, but they didn't start last week. And see, people uh-huh. don't realize when Gary Vaynerchuk started, he had one YouTube follower, and that was his mom. Okay, uh-huh. they don't see that. That's why one of the things I'm fascinated with is I love people's origin origin stories. I've read the origin of Apple, of Google, of Microsoft, uh-huh. of YouTube. I love to know how companies started. Brendan Mm -hmm. Burchard is another person. He started from, came from a poor family in Butte, Montana Mm -hmm. that. And then, but you look at him, what he is now, you look at what Tony Robbins is now or Oprah Winfrey now. Okay. Look how far they've come. And they didn't come this far in a week or two. It's Mm -hmm. been years to get where they are now. And I think Eva, people miss that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. You're so right. And this is what I see with the entrepreneurs, right? Like, they go and they go like, for example, they're like, I'm going to be a coach and I'm going to promote my business on Instagram. They try for two weeks, they put up their posts, nothing happens. And they say, okay, oops, that didn't work. Go, let me try do the next thing, right? And it's jumping from thing to thing. You know, this program didn't work to sell. I'm going to create the next program or I'm going to go on the next platform. And it's literally throwing spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks Mm -hmm. over and over and over. Right, So I tell people, if you're going to do something, really, really, really commit to it, commit to mastering it. If you're going to go do speak and engagements, for example, do 30, 40, 50 of them before you start making a judgment. If you are going to do Facebook Lives, weekly Facebook Lives, do them for at least six months before you start making a judgment. If you're going to do, you know, what we teach people to do is virtual retreats. We do them every six to eight weeks to enroll people into our program. And I tell people, do them at least a few times and commit to improving every single time, right? Because people are like, oops, that didn't work. I had only two people show up. Now what? I'm like, that's because you're not that good yet.
0: And mm. that's totally
1: okay. Yes. Right? Yes. Like I, I tell people, I, oh my gosh, when I was doing my MBA at UT Austin, I got all B minuses. Because I could not stand in front of a classroom and raise or raise my hand. I was so (laughs) terrified that I was going to say something dumb. And I was just, you know, the feeling you, you mind, you might not, but the feeling where you're just waiting to say something, you raise your hand and your heart is in your throat and Mm -hmm. it's just so, so, so uncomfortable. So that's who I was, right? I could not be in front of people. And then I realized, well, if I'm going to run my business, I need to learn how to talk. And I went to Toastmaster and for weeks and weeks, I did a presentation every single week and it was terrible at the beginning. But every single week, I'm going to improve a little bit. I'm going to feel a little bit more free of how I express myself, right? Every single week, we focus on progress, being a little bit better, maybe having one more person listening to our podcast or one more person watching you know, whatever show we're doing. And we don't look at, this is what's not happening. Here's the people who are not coming, but it's like, okay, one more person. I'm a little bit better this week than I was last week, right? Mm. These kinds of things. And week over week, you get a little bit better, right? I've done these virtual retreats, which is how we went from you know, zero to seven figures. And it was not overnight, right? There were some years before I was practicing teaching, obviously, right? Not on camera, because I didn't know how to do that, but I was practicing teaching in person. But even with the virtual retreats, our first one that we did, we it wasn't that great. We had $3,000 income from it, and we didn't get to launch our group program, right? So, but I said, you know what? I'm just not that good yet. I'm going to figure it out. And we did the next one. And that was, oh yeah. So that was about three weeks before Lexi was born. And that was $21,000 in revenue, okay? So I said, this is awesome. Like, this is the best thing that has happened so far, you know, since I got pregnant. Great. (laughs) The next one was when Lexi was six weeks and it was 42K and so on and so forth, right? But every time I said, I'm going to get a little bit better at Legion, I'm going to get a little bit better at connecting with people. I'm going to get a little bit better at getting people to do the homework on our retreat days or whatever you have. I'm going to get a little bit better at closing sales, right? So... You know, when you're going to do something, just commit to improving, doing the same thing, but just really commit to improving and increasing your skills because a lot of the business building is about building our skills. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that?
0: I would. And it's funny when you're sharing your story there, what a lot of people don't realize because this is episode 981 of my podcast. I love that. When I was in high school, when I was in college, I was like you, I didn't want, I would give an oral report if no one knows no one else is in the room okay i i oh i'm just terrified Mm -hmm. and and so what happened was when i became an entrepreneur this is back in 2005 facebook and twitter were babies and i said huh one of the ways i have a couple ways i can market my business i could do direct mail which everyone is doing email marketing which was still new at the time but someone in my bible study class was a public speaker and i said huh I wonder what it takes to be a speaker. So I sat down with her and she told me what to do. She told me to go join Toastmasters, which I did. And (laughs) fast forward to today, I have committed to going after neglecting my YouTube channel for years. I am in October 2021. I'm releasing a new episode, a new video on my podcast or not, not my podcast, my YouTube channel every day. Now, here's the skill I have. I have adopted. I don't know what happened. Something happened along the way. I can literally go in my backyard put my iPhone on my tripod, have an idea in my head, hit record and do a video in one take. I can do the same thing for Instagram reels, for TikTok, for LinkedIn videos, for Snapchat and no prep. And people go, how do you, how do you do that? I said, I don't know. But the more I started thinking about it, I read a book from Russell Brunson. He's got a book called called.com secrets, expert secrets, traffic secrets. I recommend all these books. He says, if you really want to get good at something, do it every day for a year. And so on January 1st of 2021, I decided to commit to doing an episode of the podcast every single day. Now, my streak actually started on Christmas Day 2020, but I didn't know I was going to do it every day in 2021. So every day in 2021, a new episode of the podcast has been released. I don't have a team. I do all this myself. Mm -hmm. But you know what? When I go back and listen to the episode from January 1st to this one, Mm -hmm. I've gotten much better. Why? I'm doing it every day. So whether you're doing a podcast every day, you're creating a YouTube video every day, you're writing a blog post every day. When you do it every day for 30, 60, 90 days, half a year or a year, like I'm committed doing, it's going to make a difference. Now, before you respond to that, I have one other thing to add. It's interesting. You talked about your $59 a month membership because I have a membership that I charge $49 a month. And when I first launched it, nobody showed up. And then I had one person show up and another person show up and everyone who shows up says, Oh my gosh, where has this been all, all this time? It's amazing. And I tell them, it doesn't matter if nobody shows up. This is the hard thing for entrepreneurs to hear. If no one shows up for my live training, I still do the live training. Now this, uh, this hasn't happened yet, but because people can get it in the membership and if if I don't show up because no one shows up then they're going to wait a minute. I couldn't make it because I was traveling. I was sick. I had a baby, whatever the case may be. So I still show up. Now, more and more people are are showing up and joining my membership because Mm -hmm. they know I'm committed, number one. Number two, I'm getting better. To your point, we're not a brand new Walmart. You just can't open the doors and think that people are going to flood in. They don't know who you are. They want you to prove yourself. And you prove yourself, like you came on the show, you do YouTube videos, you do Instagram, and then people go, who's this evil girl? Oh, yeah, I kind of like, and then they start following you, then they join your email list, then they listen to your podcast, because everyone comes in, 99% of the people, I should say, come in at the free level. Then they work your way up the ladder, okay? Mm. But you got to show up. If you don't show up or you show up mm. once a month, people are not going to know who you are. mm. That is so
1: good. I love that. Can I respond to that?
0: Absolutely.
1: The, the, that just points to the biggest, um, disease of entrepreneurship and it's called hiding. Yes. So many people are so terrified of being seen like a fraud, right? Because there's this fear, like, who am I to, be doing A, B, C, X, Y, Z. And if I come out on my personal Facebook profile, whatever you have, what are people going to think, right? Mm There is a fear of rejection, fear of being seen as arrogant or you don't know what you're doing. what, What is she or what is he doing this time? Like, what is this business? Like, who are they to be saying they do coaching for whoever, you know? And so people go into hiding and they go into uh, creating content behind the scenes, mapping out their programs forever, (laughs) pre-recording stuff that is never going to see the light. Right. And they do that for two or three months and then they're finally ready to launch it. Well, guess what? My niche changed. So now I should record something else. (laughs) Right. Yep. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to go out there and, Here's what I tell people. If you want to be six, multi, six, seven, whatever figure entrepreneur, you have to increase your capacity to be able to handle that level of client. Otherwise, the universe is just not going to supply you with the clients that you want. Right. Now, when I was, uh, when I was at that stage, you know, back to zero, having to cancel the speaking engagements, I had a capacity for about Three, four, five clients. If you gave me 120 clients, I would probably freak out. I would go (laughs) into three days of anxiety. I would never sleep again. I would be responding to messages at 2 a.m. It just wouldn't work, right? So universe is not going to give you what you're not ready for. And you have to increase your capacity to become somebody who can actually lead that level of business. And to do that, people are like, well, how do I increase my capacity? And you have to go to what's hard, to go what's emotionally un- a little bit unsafe, uncomfortable, emotionally difficult. And for the vast majority of people, that recipe is actually going out there and being super, super visible. Yes. So recording a podcast once a day, Amazing. Going live and telling people what you do, amazing. Going on other people's podcasts and introducing yourself, amazing, right? Uh, But going out there and teaching, basically having the camera rolling on your Zoom or Zencast or whatever, (laughs) amazing, right? Because as they do that, they get used to uh, just being in the zone of discomfort. And most people, they... when they start their business, they'll get themselves busy with the 1300 things (laughs) that are going to make them feel good that they're doing something, right? They're going to be checking the boxes, right? I'm busy. I'm working on my website, doing my branding, my colors, my logo, my this, my that, right? And they're avoiding the one thing that is the only thing that will actually help them move their business forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. There's a term for that. It's called needle moving activities. Are you, as oh. an entrepreneur, working on those activities that are moving the needle? Let me let Lee even I help you out with this here, okay? Changing the font size on your website, not needle moving. Changing <laughs> the color of the font on your website, not needle moving. Changing the email signature is not needle moving. I mean, like for me. My podcast is a big lead magnet. Okay. 981 episodes. Do you know how easy it is for me to get guests on this show now? Because one thing I don't ever share with people is downloads because downloads don't mean anything. Because if I told someone I have four downloads, you'd go, man, your podcast is horrible. But if I said, yeah, my, my downloads, I know are Elon Musk, Oprah, you know, Barack Obama and Grant Cardone. Well, now it's different because we don't know who's listening to the show. I don't care about the downloads. I care about our people. I'm talking to you, listener. Are you going to do something as a result of this conversation with Eva? Okay. So what are the needle moving activities you need to work on? Like me, I'm committed to every day in October, creating a YouTube video. Okay. Did I do it or didn't I do it? I'm not worried about, I don't get obsessed about, you know, did I have the right title? Cause you can spend, you know, Eva, 12 hours coming up with the right title, but well, then you're not going to release. So it's better to release a product on a scale of one to 10 that's a seven than not release it at all. Would you agree with that? Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 100%. I love this so much. You know, can I add something to this?
0: Absolutely, go ahead.
1: I... Like a lot of this, um, a lot of this procrastination, and I just listened to your past uh, last podcast, and I loved it, the one about procrastination, everybody procrastinates, right? (laughs) And, you know, and everybody goes into hiding, and we just want to be emotionally safe. Right. And I think I work with a lot of women and there is like an added layer of like this need for emotionally safety and launching a business is so scary. It's scary every single day when you start putting yourself out there. Right. And, you know, a lot of us go into a lot of mindset work right? And we try to figure our way out of this, right? And so people go and they do the NLP and the workshops and the retreats and the meditation and Est or later landmark. And, you know, we tap ourselves with EFT and aromatherapy and all these things, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know if your <laughs> audience is probably familiar with a bunch of those and, and all these therapies and and all these things, trying to manage ourselves. And what it comes down to is that, we're just trying to make ourselves feel better.
0: Yes. We're being busy. We're busy being busy instead of being uh-huh. busy working on productive things that move the needle.
1: Yes. 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 And and what I tell people, you know, it like you're just doing the things to try to make yourself feel safe and feel better. Mm-hmm. And that is not what we signed up for here. This is a human experience where... No matter what you do, you're going to experience a range of emotions. You're going to experience the embarrassment of rejection, the disappointment where your launch fails, the anxiety where your clients want to quit, or want to leave your program, <laughs> right? Or you know when our VA quits out of nowhere or whatever. And there's just so much that we're going to experience, and. One thing I think is very important for people to master is being okay with all these emotions and those sensations, instead of managing our life to not feel that way, to make it go away, right? Because when we say, okay, I am going, I'm willing to feel this. I'm willing to experience the rejection, the embarrassment, the anxiety that comes up when I go live for the first time, when I'm promoting my business, the Just this year, you know, remember when you got on a consult or sales call for the first time, we all probably remember that call, right? And how (laughs) it felt and all this, like, you know, so would you like to hear about my services? You know, the, the nervousness, right? So we all remember this. (laughs) I still do. Oh my gosh. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like being okay with all these sensations and these feelings, because that's part of it, right? And people who are, not willing to do that and who invest so much effort into feeling good and feeling positive are not going to be able to grow their business. Because mm-hmm. and, and this is uh one of my beliefs. I believe that we did not actually come here to build a multi-million dollar business or save up our 401k or to accumulate or to gather or whatever. We actually came here to grow. And I believe business is actually a tool for spiritual transformation. And it's a tool for growing up as a human being. And our business, you know, it's it's amazing because it, it's a it's a courageous act to be starting a business and giving up the paycheck and, and all the safety, right? And when we do that, we are opening a floodgate of different things that are going to come and help us grow, right? Doing sales, oh my God, it's such an opportunity for transformation, right? Yes being visible, going on camera, doing a podcast, such an opportunity to deal with the imposter syndrome, with the fraud syndrome, with the hiding, the rejection, the anxiety, all of that stuff. And it's it's beautiful. And who you get to be as you go from zero to six to seven figures and beyond It's, it's amazing. The transformation and the the freedom that allows for you when you go through these steps and when you allow yourself to be uncomfortable and grow through it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's so amazing, right? So it's, it's worth, it's not about the money for me. It's about the transformation, Would you, I'm super curious, Mark, what is your take on that?
0: (laughs) You just said so much there. I'm like, it's like drinking from a fire hose. You're, you're absolutely right. You know? I actually, ironically, I released a video on YouTube today called embrace the suck. And it's all Mm -hmm. about you will have sucky days. I don't care what your name is. I don't care what your wealth, what your level of wealth is. You will have sucky days. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they start sucky. Sometimes they get sucky halfway through. And the person that realizes, hey, listen, this is part of life. Okay. I don't care who I am. I'm going to have bad days. And the, it's not the question. If you're going to have a bad day, you will have a bad day. The question is, what are you going to do with it? Now, people like you and me are like, okay, well that course didn't sell well. That membership didn't sell well. Well, this campaign didn't work. And we just go, okay, well, what can I learn from it and move on? But a lot of people, they get paralyzed, but they get paralyzed. Like, Oh no, mm-hmm. I'm a failure. Cause my, my launch failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? You think everyone's launch is successful? I got news for you. No. I heard a stat that like only like 8% or 5% of books ever printed ever sell more than 10,000 copies. So if you're an author, realize you're not going to be a Stephen King, okay? That is an outlier. Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, Jay Shetty, those are outliers. So don't aim for those kind of downloads. If you're helping people with your YouTube, with your Instagram, with your podcast, then be happy. But... You said this a couple times during the show today, people are paralyzed because they're aiming for perfection. You're not going to reach perfection. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but people don't want to see your perfection. They want to see, oh my gosh, this person put themselves out there because the object is not to be 20 miles ahead of everyone else. The object is to be a couple feet ahead of everyone else and say, look, I've gone into the forest a couple feet ahead of you. And this is how you navigate. That's all they want. They don't want perfection. As a matter of fact, Eva. One time, a couple months, a couple years ago, I was announcing to my audience that I am at a point in my podcast I'm going to start go out and get a listers like Mark Cuban and whatnot. And several of my listeners wrote in and said, "No, I can't relate to a billionaire." I don't want the billionaire. I want someone who is an entrepreneur that made mistakes and now they're successful. I want to learn from, I want to hear their story and learn from the mistakes. And I thought that was so fascinating. So as an entrepreneur, what I want to leave you with is number one, you're not alone. Number two, when you fail, which you will, you're not the first person to fail. The question is, what are you going to do when you do fail? When that launch fails, what are you going to do? Because if you don't, I believe, and I want you to comment on this, Eva. If if you, when you fail, that is where you're at the fork of the road. What's what are you mm-hmm. going to do? Are you going to give up? Are you gonna complain, mm-hmm. or are you going to say, okay, what do I do now? So, do you think that's you think I'm spot on about when you come to that failure, the the single point of decision is what you're going to do next?
1: Oh my gosh, there's so much there, Mark. So here's the thing. You know, I just mentioned. I think business is a tool for spiritual transformation. Mm-hmm. And it is the failures in business that have a huge transformational healing potential for us. And I did not realize this until recently. I was always, you know, sitting with this, everything in the b- world is perfect as it is, right? You've heard that before, right? Like mm-hmm. everything is perfect as it is. And I was like, I don't know about this because I'm in Costa Rica. It's rain season. You might be able to hear the rain from time to time here on the audio. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of mosquitoes. And I'm like, ah, if everything is perfect, how <laughs> come mosquitoes, right? Like, what is up with mosquitoes? And I used to be a little arachnophobic. So like, what is up with spiders too? And it was um, after one time I did plant medicine and I was sitting with this, and I'm looking at this mosquito. I'm sitting on my porch and there's a mosquito just circling around, you know, how they're coming around. You're waiting for them to land so you can slap them. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm saying that I'm just so annoyed. Right. I'm so annoyed. I'm like, what is up with this? Like, I'm so done with the mosquitoes. I'm like, oh, oh, the mosquito is showing me the annoyance and the impatience that I have in my life. The spider (laughs) is there. There's the fears, not in a spider. The spider is showing you the fear that you have inside. Right. And how you feel about the mosquito and the spider is how you feel towards parts of you sometimes. And then you, we project it out on other people and our clients or our prospects or our teammates or whatever you have. So it's the same thing in business. What business is presenting to you, right? Once you have an intention, right? It's super, super important to have a spiritual intention or overall intention for life because then, then your business and life and relationships and everything else is going to bring you the things that show you what exactly what you have to release. In other words, the snake skin you have to shed that is required of you to shed to become the next version of yourself who can be more loving, more generous, more caring, more of a leader in the community, serve people at a higher level, cause more transformation. So a failed launch is an amazing opportunity, just mm. amazing. And everything that happens during the launch. And we have had some really amazing, successful launches and some really failed ones. I remember we had our uh, first $560,000 launch, which was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. This is so crazy. And, um, then two months after we do our next launch and it's like 150. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? There's like <laughs> so few people watching and I'm freaking out. And I got to see my addiction to just, you know, the hand clapping and the audience and people just validating me and the addiction to the the glamour and the validation. And that was like, wow, like if I want to be coming from a place of pure service, I cannot be attached to the revenue goals. I cannot be attached to the glamour, the hand clapping, the validation from people, the confirmation. Like it was just so much, right? And, uh, you know, there there's some really difficult times where, you know, I have about 110 people in my program where three clients came to me during the same week and they're like, I want to quit. And all this anxiety that arose out of that. And, you know, when you start seeing is an opportunity to release something. And, you know, just all the anxiety that came up for me about like, oh, my gosh, am I a terrible coach? Why right? do people want to leave? Blah, 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 right? Instead of really being curious about what they're dealing with, like what, what mm. is going on for them? Like, All this, every single failure in business or every single criticism that we get or, or lack of audience that we get, like what is this bringing up? How is this making me feel? Have I felt this way before in life? When was the first time I felt that way? Mm. Right? The thing that came up when my clients, I, I will share a little bit of a story with you. Um, when when the three clients came to me and they said, uh, you know, I, I want to leave the program. Right? I was like, wow, like what's happening, right? And I went into a little bit of a confusion. Like, am I good? Am I bad? What's happening? And then I, And then I started seeing a pattern how I have been that way since I was a child. Because some traumatic event happened and my mom was mad at me when I was like four years old and I didn't know why. And I was like, oh my gosh, how do I be a better person? How do I be, you know, how, how can I be a better, you know, better daughter, better this, better that. And it led to a life of confusion, trying to figure out how to be good enough, how to fix myself you know, how to gain approval of others. And then we carry that. So when we set our intention and say, I want to be a leader in transformation, or I want to build a seven figure business, then the business will bring up the opportunities to actually become the person who can do that. And many times it's going to be through the failures because if we're winning all the time, we're not going to be learning, right? Because Mm. there's either winning or there's learning. So when we have a failed launch, oh my God, yes right? Yes. Like go and look. What is the emotion that it's bringing up? How do we feel? Are we shrinking down? Are we scared of our own disappointment? Are we scared of the next launch because we're so terrified of the next disappointment? What is this bringing up? Has this happened to me before? You know, the chances are it happened in the last business too, where we started failing and we just gave up and we went and threw the next spaghetti on the wall to save ourselves from the disappointment and things like that, right? So it's all the beautiful things that are going to come up for transformation and that's the, that's the part of business i absolutely love and it's so difficult sometimes
0: wow man this is an incredible conversation with you eva i want to thank you so much for sharing your insights with us so where can people go to find out more about you because i know they're they're fascinated by what you said and they're like okay how can i get a hold of this eva lady so where can we go to find out more about you
1: Yes, of course. Thank you so much for asking. So I have a podcast that we recently renamed to Leaders Break Free and a website leadersbreakfree.com. So that's very, very easy to remember. And I do from time to time do free events and free retreats. So anybody's welcome to come and uh, go to our website. And right on the front page, it has a link to our latest event. So come and join us. We do a lot of experiential and mindset work. So we would love anybody who's, who's you know interested in the mindset work to come and join us.
0: Excellent. Well, Eva, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Costa Rica. It was an absolute pleasure having you here.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchewski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up absolutely free, just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.